my podcast family and welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving don't forget to follow me on facebook at caregiving is a ministry all one word today we're in the new testament looking at um the element of gentleness from the fruit of the spirit and our lesson today comes from the book of mark the 10th chapter verses 13 through 16 the new american standard bible reads and they were bringing children to him so that he would touch them but the disciples rebuked them but when jesus saw this he was indignant and said to them allow the children to come to me do not forbid them for the kingdom of god belongs to such as these truly truly i say to you whoever does not receive the kingdom of god like a child would not enter it at all and he took them in his arms and began blessing them laying his hands on them The New Living Translation reads, One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, Let the children come to me, don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on on their heads and blessed them. (laughs) Recall our agreeing that part of being gentle was the exercise of restraint. Well, today we have an example of when not to exercise restraint, but to confront an issue early on. By this time, Jesus has fully embraced his calling and the word about him has spread. Everywhere Jesus went, he drew a crowd. People were there to receive their blessings, see what he was doing. There were people who were just curious about him and wanted to hear a little bit more of what he had to say. And then there were those who, after hearing what he had to say, were fully changed. There were, of course, those who came as the critics, mostly the Pharisees. And believe it or not, there were people who came into the presence of God and left just as they came, unchanged. And to me, that's what happens sometimes in Sunday mornings, does it not? People come to church, hear a message, and leave the same way that they came. Jesus knew what was in the hearts of everyone that he came in contact with because he was fully God. So it wasn't a surprise to him. And even his rebuke was not out of shock, but he used it as a lesson of remembering what is important and to stay true to that. Parents were bringing their children to him, wanting them to bless them. And if you're a parent, you can very much relate to this. You want the best for your children. And and now you've heard about a man named Jesus who has the power from heaven. Whether you believe that he was from God or not, you've been told that he has the power to heal. He's raised people from the dead. Would you not take your child to be blessed or healed? Of course you would. So there are these parents, and they're with their kitties all lined up to see Jesus. And then you have the president of the deacon board come and say, Oh, you can't, mm -mm. we don't have time for you. You can't go in there. Jesus is too important. His mission is too important to deal with you and your cheering, (laughs) for lack of a better word. How would you feel? The text says that the disciples rebuked the parents for bringing the children. And rebuke is a harsh, that's a harsh word. It it wasn't a kind word. There There was no gentleness. 
in in what the disciples are saying that wasn't oh, I'm so sorry Mr. and Mrs. you know but right now isn't a good time to you know see Jesus maybe another time nope it was you just can't bring him here flat direct unsympathetic and unapologetic <laughs> part of today's lesson for us as a body of believers you know the call we're called the church is to look at our actions with others <laughs> when people who don't understand church come into our presence or you know are we welcoming or are we more like the rebuking disciples and you can answer that you know after this podcast for yourself but I just thought I'd throw that in there when Jesus noticed what was happening, the text said that he got angry, that he was irate. Why? Why do you think that Jesus got angry? I'm reading this book by the author, um, Laurie Beth Jones. She's a Christian author, and I just completed her book, Jesus Life Coach, and now I'm on a second one, and it's called The Path. And the whole... Um, purpose of this book is to get people to identify what their mission statements are their mission is in life and or your calling if you will and for me in reading this scripture today the reason why G- why Jesus got angry with his disciples um, is because he was clear on what his mission was and according to Lori um, it's very succinct his mission is He came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That was his sole purpose for coming here on the world. Now, one could argue that, you know, Jesus first came to his people, which he did. But him being fully God, they knew that this mission was to spread. And they also knew that they would allow it to be spread by a man named Saul, who would be born that Jesus would meet on the road to Damascus, reveal himself to him, he'd have a name change, in order that the message of Jesus would be spread to the rest of the world. And of course, I'm talking about Paul. So Jesus's mission statement of, I came so that they may have life, they isn't exclusive, it's all inclusive. So bringing children to meet Jesus was still within his mission. And like any good teacher, Jesus used this as a teaching moment. The obvious is what the text highlights, the attitudes of the children being so trusting and forgiving and and a willingness to please is the same attitude that God expects us, his children. And Jesus said that if we don't have that type of an attitude, we won't won't enter the kingdom of heaven. But then when you, you look at the text a little closer, you see that our gentle Jesus is not restraining himself with his disciples, but confronting them and identifying their incorrect or inappropriate behavior. Have you ever heard someone say, you know, please forgive my actions, but they don't forgive my heart? Something on that order. I can't quite get it correctly, but I have heard it time and time again. People have said that, suggesting that the area, the error that they've done you know, in their behavior or what it's not like. It's, it has nothing to do with what's really in their heart to suggest that that's different. But see, you and I, we know better because we've, we've learned through scripture that the actions, are, our actions 
are a direct reflection of what's in our heart. So Jesus rebuking his own disciples, right? He's getting at the root of what is in their heart. That for them, Jesus was for certain people, certainly them, maybe a few others, but it wasn't for everyone. And Jesus needed to nip that in the bud. You know, throughout Jesus's ministry, we see him consistently breaking social norms, touching lepers, speaking with women, speaking with a Samaritan woman, engaging with tax collectors and sinners, as the Pharisees used to say. But still, the disciples didn't understand Jesus's mission was for everyone. But Jesus did. To the disciples, Jesus's rebuke was anything but gentle. He put them in their place. But to the parents, they heard something different. It's like the duality of of that single, allow the children to come. When the parents heard Jesus saying that, they heard acceptance. They heard inclusion. They heard a welcoming voice. In the moment, two different people received two different messages from God. One is, you need to be still and allow me to work. The other one is, Please come to me. I welcome you. And then the children ran to Jesus. And I'm I'm sure that he tickled some, hugged them, and, you know, allowed them to sit on his lap and ruffled their hair and whatnot. And then he laid hands on them. What a gentle and caring gesture, right? Once again, Jesus gets his hands dirty. He touches them. That's the Savior we serve. Two lessons here. First, sometimes it's very appropriate to confront and rebuke. We are to do it when there is something or someone hindering what we've been called to do. The second one is, once again, Jesus is for everyone. We need to be inclusive or loving with everyone and not be so quick to dismiss those around you. If they're in your circle, your spheres of influence, they're there for a reason. And the only reason why you need to get rid of them, so to speak, or rebuke them, is if they're hindering you from your mission. You are God's child, and your life is supposed to be a sweet aroma to him on display for others to see. As a caregiver, your mission is to care for your loved one, however God leads you to do that. And I've said in previous episodes, some are called to, to be administrative oversights for their loved ones solely because their loved ones can still do a lot of things on their own. Some, you simply manage the care of your loved ones who are in institutions. And others, you've been led like I was to bring your loved one at home. Whichever it is, it really makes no difference. You just need to be true to the mission God has called you to do. Today, I want you to get with God and ensure that you're truly um, adhering to the mission statement that he's given you in this season of caregiving. Make sure that you heard him right. Then proceed with gentleness with those who are in your circle of influence. But be ready to confront if they get in the way of your mission. You're God's child and you have work to do. And so get with him and make sure that you are doing the work that he has given you to do. And you're not just doing busy work. Let's go before the throne. Gracious God, we thank you for being a God who welcomes us. Who didn't allow anything to hinder us 
from coming to you. That you knew that our sin would hinder us from coming to you. So you sent your son, our savior down to stand in the gap, to be the atonement for our sin so that we could come to you. The fact that you want fellowship with us just boggles our mind. Thank you for loving us so much and thank you for your gentle touch and at times your rebuke. Help us to get at the root cause of the things that we feel and think and we ask you to weed those things out if they get in the way of what you've called us to do. I ask Father today that you be very clear with your loved ones who are listening to this podcast that they understand what their mission is to take care of their loved one, to take care of a child, to a spouse, co-worker, whatever it is, Lord. Make sure that they hear you and then allow them to proceed with boldness in their mission, but to always be ready to extend a gentle touch and a soft voice. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your mission statement in order so you can go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.